Allegedly, they managed to actually summon, open the door to hell, and summon a demon. Neighbors claimed they practice witchcraft. Exorcism, the casting out of demons through ritual prayer. I was bearing bodies out in the desert. And yes, the ghosts were there with us. And it's just as awkward four months later, folks, <laughs> trying to start this goddamn podcast. These people have been waiting four months to hear us flounder trying to open this damn podcast. You think? You think they've been waiting that long? And here With we are. breath I'm a- that is baited, they have been waiting for our return. I'm going to tell you what. We tried our best to just slip into a liquid form and sludge <laughs> ourselves into the ocean. But y'all would not allow it. Absolutely not. Would what not let it go. What, 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 what is wrong with just consuming oneself and falling <laughs> into the void of nothingness? Why know. did you pull us back? <laughs> I, why, you asked for this. Why? Why did you ask for this? Why did you pull us? Why did you reach into the depths and just pluck us right on out and say, Nah, y'all about to record this fucking show. <laughs> you have to get on back to this studio. <laughs> Which you is about to sit in your chair. Apart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, very much a reflection of the mental of state us. of things. But we're here. Yeah. We're here and we're and we are yeah. okay. First of all, we're fine. Uh we are alive. <laughs> For now. No. For kidding. now. Uh, um, no, it was just, it was just tight. You know, sometimes, sometimes what? your life, <laughs> it was just tight. It was tight. It was a tight situation. Sometimes your life just blows up and sometimes your best friend's life blows up at the same time. Absolutely. And, Funny and then how you just need happens. to take a minute Funny. or four months. So, um, but we're back. Parallels, synchronicity. Yeah. So, um, metamorphosizing into liquid form and sludging into the ocean didn't work. So I guess we're going to have to go with plan B, which is hot trash summer. Absolutely. Fuck hot girl summer. It's hot trash summer, hot ass garbage. (laughs) And that is us. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Remember, I just want, you know, the theme for this, uh, for this episode is going to be, um, you asked for this. (laughs) You asked Absolutely. Listen, you know what? We had to we had to make our return during Pride Month as well. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. I mean, we <laughs> couldn't let the gays go without this fucking hot ass garbage. Just me peeking out from the weighted blanket that I typically spend Pride Month like buried <laughs> under. Just like all the other months. Uh-huh. <laughs> just absolutely. to give it just to give a peace sign. Like the um the fucking uh Hunger Games, like Yeah, that's it. I'm just letting you know, babe. Solidarity. Love you. Don't want to be anywhere near you, but love you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just because all that cheer, just um, I'm allergic to it. Yeah, I, I can get that. I can get that. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, 
Lots happened. We're here, though. It is now the summertime. I've officially um, got into a pool the other day for the first time. Uh, I don't usually do that. I'm not usually one for the water Mm -hmm. and the sun and whatnot. And I did. I got into a pool for the first day. I waited my fat ass around. (laughs) It was your your once a year pool dip. Absolutely. Because I asked your ass again today, and you I won't said, no. No, nah, I won't get in it nah. today. Mm-mm. Um, mm-mm. Or you did that this year. <laughs> no, but it, it's so funny. So the lifeguard, so my pool has a lifeguard, and uh, I don't know why. Uh, most pools do. <laughs> Life is generally something worth guarding for most humans. Yeah, well, the pool's only like five foot deep at most, and nobody's ever there. So half the time... When I'm looking out my window, because I can see the pool, it's just the lifeguard sitting in a chair with nobody there. Damn. Just looking completely a a little crazed. Fun fact. So I used to do that. In college, I was a lifeguard. Yeah. And I used to spend so much time sitting at like apartment pools with no one in them. And I would like bring cards and I would bring like books so that I could entertain myself because it was like 12-hour days of just sitting by myself at the fucking pool. Well, especially because the hours, like, during the week, nobody's there. They're open from 1030 mm-hmm. to 7. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. They Only get while people are at work. Right. Yeah. I think and they should be open till the sun goes down. Absolutely. Because that makes sense. So, I mean, by the time you get home, it's like after 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock or after. And so, mm-hmm. like, who's going to take the time to get out into the pool? So, it's really... Quite unnecessary. But the last time that I was there, as we were about to leave, first of all, she made us get out of the pool for her 15-minute break. And I was very... That's funny. She was like, she blew her whistle, like full lifeguard whistle fantasy and everything. Like, honey, you are sitting literally five feet from me. (laughs) I don't need you to blow your fucking whistle. And she's like, I'm going on my 15, everybody out of the pool. And I'm like, I'm over here like a fucking... 30 plus year old man in three foot water. <laughs> I'm going to be fine, babe. I took a <laughs> bath this morning. You should have been there. So, yeah. So the joys of uh, hot garbage summer there for you. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Uh-huh. I reached most likely peak post-apocalyptic, post-pandemic bisexual yesterday um, when I started roller skating. Oh, okay. And I had like my little plaid uh, overshirt tied around my waist. I had my little black bike shorts on and I was getting it. And then I realized I was like, yeah, this is it. I was like, happy pride, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Now, were you were you roller skating or belating? Roller skating. So I used to this is a big transition for me. Um, I used to be a a belater. I used to skate only in inline skates. Yeah, I used to only have inline skates and I also ice skate occasionally, but not very often. But I, so I'm very comfortable on that, like in that setup, right? With like the inlines. I am learning quad skates, which are like the old school four wheels on Mm -hmm. each foot, like type of situation. And it is a different, it's similar, but it's a totally different like weight distribution. And stopping is a lot different so it's just been interesting to navigate it's been a it's it's a fun little way to um 
move at all to move my body, to move my body off of the yeah. couch. You want to you want to <laughs> know how I stopped with skates? I just ran right into the concrete wall at the skate town, just ran right forward and just thrusted my body against the concrete wall. See, And that is great when you are first learning. However, when you're skating outside, there's no fucking rink wall, but there are (laughs) very importantly, there are roads. There are those. So, um, (laughs) just run right into a car. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But, uh, yeah, roller skating. It's, uh, it's fun. It's good. It's a good thing. Great. We are all enriched. It's a healthy in knowing hobby. The um, in knowing that you have started roller skating, yeah. through Pride Month to support the gays. I'm gonna be a fucking roller derby. No, I like my teeth too much. I love roller derby people, though. Um, I mean, fucking, oh, they're so aggressive. You know, yeah, I mean, I love it. It is iconic. It's 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 a it's a moment. It's a fucking aesthetic. Um, but it's not for me because um, my mother paid too much for these teeth and I can't do that to her. So, no. Anywho, I here we are. It's, that's, yes, we're here. Um, wow. That's like four months down uh, memory lane for you guys. But we are here today, right now on this day. And while we were in the void, you motherfuckers decided y'all wanted to just throw some fucking money into the We pit. tested the theory that you guys <laughs> would uh, maybe pay us to stop. Um, and it turns out that we weren't exactly wrong, (laughs) but, um, I guess on a more serious note, as serious as we're going to get sister, thanks to Patreon for supporting the show. Thanks to Patreon for those of you that have hung around on Patreon. Um, I don't really know why, uh, but I do appreciate it. Um, we are, as we get back to regular episodes of this show, we're going to get back to regular, um, Patreon features of Netflix and kill. And spooky smut. So we will be kind of getting that back, that fucking vehicle back on the road, near the road, adjacent to the road. Um, so that'll we're be We're going to at least pull it over to the side of the road. Yeah. I mean, we're going to try to get it somewhere near something that could be considered gonna- reasonably maybe a road, maybe a hiking trail. Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna roll with it, but we do have a couple new faces around Patreon we to do, welcome. We do, which is just perplexing. Honestly, I'm looking around like what? I mean, I'm worried about you. Maybe our new you perk okay? is gonna be like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. Y'all Please are don't put best. that pressure on me. Absolutely not. <laughs> do not ever put that pressure on me because, as you all may know, I am not the best with that. I just awkwardly and i'm like eh? <laughs> okay great it's hard for me to process not the best motivational interviewer there. i am not what not at all therapeutic nope. language all right so we've got four new folks that we're going to welcome on this episode four count them four folks four. uno dos tres catorce you remember that fucking youtube song youtube song no you you too you too you too not YouTube. <laughs> Not a YouTube song. There's a lot of those. Yeah, you remember that song? I do. I don't uh, like YouTube though. Never did. Vertigo. Vertigo. Oh, I don't like them. Well, I like a handful of their songs for nostalgia purposes, but um, there was that one in particular that played like during a very specific era in our in our formative years, where he counted in Spanish one, two, three, fourteen, and I was confused. 
because I was like, that's 14. And not four. Not four. Did you know that? I don't know that. Uh, I don't think four had enough syllables. So he was just like, fuck it. We're, we're going for 14. These people don't know anyway. And most of them probably didn't watch it be a completely different language. And it actually was four. And I'm a fucking <laughs> uncultured swine canceled. Anyway, speaking of uncultured swine, <laughs> let's welcome our faces. No, I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's welcome these people with terrible taste. Uh, no, I have the, extreme pleasure the ecstatic euphoric pleasure you might say of welcoming our first patron of the evening blix bunny who has joined our stay spooky squad and i am going to welcome casey s who is a member of our haunted heart harem. Next up, we've got Sarah K, and that is Sarah with an H. Sarah K is our brand new cannibal cult member. And last but not least, Leah B., who is also a member of the Haunted Heart Harem. Welcome, welcome to the family, folks. Your dressed candles are lit, burning beside our mics, at least through the end of the episode, but always and forever in our dark, dark heart. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, we we joke a lot, but your support does mean the world to us. Um, even in our times of, of uh, even during our vanishing acts, you're always there and we greatly appreciate it. It helps us support the show in so many ways that you don't know how. Um, we love you guys and we are so excited to have you with us. Yeah. Awesome. Fabulous. So I believe. You believe what? That I'm due a story. Are you? I think so. Are you? I I actually have no fucking idea. Was I supposed but, um, to prepare a story? Oh, do you need four more months? Do you? Because <laughs> um, we can we can take a break. No, I'm we kidding. can take a break. <laughs> I'm kidding. Us I'm next kidding. week. We'll be taking a break. <laughs> no, no. It has been long enough since we gathered round the table with Tis you, time. our darlings. It is. So, like, even though, like, things have been, like, on the personal side of things, like, things have been a little on fire. Um, and we definitely needed a minute. I have really missed kind of coming together, telling our spooky stories. I feel like there's a certain amount of like de-stressing, which is weird because a lot of aspects of producing the show, like not to bitch and moan to you guys, but like the editing process has at times been difficult. Mm -hmm. Keeping all of the wheels spinning and like writing episodes and like all, like there's a lot that goes into the production of the show that is beyond us just sitting down and, and like, and right. talking to you guys. Social media being one oh, of them. God, the bane of our existence. Neither one of us are big social media people, so it's like real, real difficult. Well, I don't know, honey. Um, I mean, I did get us to 10.3 thousand followers on TikTok. So I still one of don't us, even have TikTok. One of us might be uh, an influencer. Maybe you should start. 
<laughs> Maybe you should start doing our social media. Huh? You can. You can follow us on TikTok at the Haunted Heart. It's <laughs> it's not us. It's mostly me being yeah. a thirty year old on TikTok. Yeah. Thir- well, thirty one. Decrepit. But <laughs> but it's fine. We're here. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's cool. No, but but to my point, there's a lot of like nuts and bolts that go into making the show. But actually sitting down and like talking to you guys and talking to Kenny and swapping spooky stories, like. I, I do think that there's a level of de-stressing that comes from mm-hmm. that. There's a level of joy that comes from that that has, you know, been missing. So I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to kind of, I'm glad what to hear a story. What saying is, is that it's my job to de-stress you right now. Yes. I'm, so I'm putting that on you. Um, ma- Which please makes me fix my life in this stress. moment. <laughs> no. Great. So we're really just moving the stress from one to the other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to put that on you. Okay. That's fine. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Yeah. Well, speaking of stressed, my, um, my topic has me concerned a little bit. You know, we may, um, we, we, over the past, what, how many, three years? Three mm-hmm. years? Something We've like We've covered that. a lot of material, lots of Google searches that uh, could unintentionally Put us on a list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Neither one of us can apply for government jobs. Like, that's that's done for. <laughs> we are purely private sector individuals. Yeah. Somewhere there's, like, a, a CIA agent. He's named Simmons, and he's just sitting at his computer with a half-drawn cigarette and the, the reflection of our merch page as he's scrolling through in his horn-rimmed glasses. I wish Simmons would buy something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. No, Simmons is a good guy. You know, he's there for the benefits package and free office snacks, but mm. he, he definitely flagged us. <laughs> I ended up on something called a reading room page on the CIA's website. Okay. <laughs> like the uh, actual uh-huh. CIA website. I clicked a link and found something and it was like really cryptic and it was like the reading room. And I'm like, hmm, shit, <laughs> should I be here? It looked really official. Uh, it was a little scary. Lots of like really small font, like technical, lots of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was an attachment there that said, click me. Uh, Are you sure you were on the CIA website or <laughs> or were you on? No, on I the was dark legitimately. <laughs> I was legitimately on the CIA website. Did you have to install a Tor browser to get there? <laughs> We Perhaps. did an episode on that, we baby. Did. Maybe you needed to go back and listen. We did. Um, so I saw the little uh, little thing there that said, click me. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, an intelligent human being. So I backed out to the main page, which, you know, was just as concerning. Um, but, you know, literally the homepage uh, reads, and I quote, A career at the CIA is unlike any other. We are looking for people from all backgrounds and walks of life to carry out the work of a nation. And then there's a box to click that says, find your calling. CIA be recruiting. I may or may not have ended up applying for an HR position with the CIA. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, you know they ain't gonna hire you. I don't want to crush your dreams, but um, remember that whole conversation about us not getting federal guns? Fucking HR specialist for the CIA. I just, how do you, I don't think that's a job that I could just stumble into. Don't think so. Mm -mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't access, I don't think it's one of those jobs where you can just like hit like the, Quick apply on Indeed. Damn. <laughs> or LinkedIn. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll see. You know, Agent Kenny, will, he'll get on the case. Fingers crossed. Do you get to be called an agent if you work in HR only? Or are you going to be like <laughs> HR specialist Bitch, number seven, Kenny? You know my who Leo calls ass. himself agent. Kenny, you know my Leo ass. Coffee. I could be sitting in fucking HR, like mm-hmm. fucking just proofreading fucking interview documents. My fucking ass would call. Well, I, I'm an agent. I'm sorry. CIA, Central Intelligent agent central whoa intelligence whoa. agent do you want to try that one again <laughs> central intelligent agent that's the one you would be in meetings like with your boss referring to yourself in third person people would be reporting i guess they oh could they report you to hr if you are hr bitch no i'm fucking hr for the cia can't nobody like he keeps referring to himself in the third person. I'm going to tell you what. No. Agent Kenny, and I'm really concerned that, you know, I mean, do we know Do we know if he has a firearm? Because I just really don't <laughs> think that, um, I'm just really nervous. What level clearance does him. he have? Yeah. Um, could we, is there a probationary period? Could <laughs> we just ask him to leave? No. Absolutely not. No. I, uh, no, I, I, w- I would never. I don't think I could do it. Too much pressure. Nah. Too much like too much shit for me. Yeah. I'm not trying to work for the government. I feel like it, it's you'd like real easily stumble on something that you ain't supposed to know. Um, but, but then see, you would have the delicious temptation of having a podcast on the Internet on which see, to share it. And it's like, let's blow the fucking lid off this thing. That's my conundrum. Like being a Leo, I'm kind of nosy and want to know everybody's business. Right. And I want to know mm-hmm. all of the gossip mm-hmm. and I want to know. So like, I, like I want to know, but at the same time, like I'm slithering enough to be like, huh? we could send you in there to see if you could get proof of disclosure and then be gone for another right, four to six split. months yeah. randomly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. See, we played this wrong. We, we were honest. About our mental health struggles, we should have just said we were pulled out of our lives uh, by the CIA. <laughs> by the CIA, we knew too much. You know, our our we they well, heard the, force, the Mandela effect episode and they were like, "We got to get these guys." The fucking they num- know too no, much. no, no, no. It wouldn't be that. It would be that fucking number station episode. Yeah, right. They were like, "Absolutely mm-mm, not." No, mm-mm, we got to get them, boys. What would they they put us in? What the fucking podcasters protection <laughs> program? The PPP. <laughs> But it doesn't have funding, so it runs out after four months right. in your buck. <laughs> well, sorry. Back to your fucking life. Hope, hope that four months got you what you needed. <laughs> Great. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. All right. So what the fuck are you even talking to me about well, today? Did you get a job the at the CIA? Okay. No, 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 no. I did not. So um, this episode was actually recommended by a listener via our Discord uh, which you can gain access to by s- subscribing to our Patreon and becoming a member. Uh, so for today's topic, I want you to imagine that your heart is beating loudly in your chest. You hear the faint sounds of machinery in the background, but it's really, really faint. You start to open your eyes, but everything is blurry. Everything feels like a fever dream. You can barely make out the men in lab coats as you begin to come to. Your arms instinctively try to lift up, but you find that you are immobile, strapped down to a table. You begin to panic as the beeping of the machine reflects your increasing heartbeat. 
You try to scream for help, but it's no use. Your muffled screams only echo off the cold clinical walls of an unknown location. At a facility that doesn't exist, that houses a project that nobody has ever heard of. You, my friend, have unfortunately found yourself as a test subject for Project MK Ultra. Oh, MK Ultra. Bitch, I asked you what you were going to do for this week's episode, and you were like, oh, I'm just doing the CIA thing. Yeah. This CIA thing. It's fucking MK Ultra. That's yeah. like that's like a mother load. Is it? Yeah, it's a fuck of a topic. I'm very excited. Is it? You probably know all about it because this is definitely more your speed than mine. <laughs> no, I'm You're ready. My body is ready. Me. I'm prepared. You'll probably school me. I'm prepared. Well, there's um, some of us that let don't me know go what get, it is. Let me go get the small box that contains the acid sheets that we'll be dropping for today's episode. Mm-hmm. In order to get in the mindset of MK Ultra, um, not that I'm encouraging illicit drugs, but if you do have any that you'd like to consume, ten minutes ago was probably the best time because <laughs> um, it's gonna get spooky ooky if you don't know what we're talking about. Like an MK Ultra is fucked, and it's I all real. I didn't know what it. I didn't really know what. I didn't know what it was. Honestly, I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> I thought it was a beer. Honestly, I was like, M- Michelob like Michelob Ultra. <laughs> no, it would have been way cooler if it was. Though. <laughs> like that would that would have been better. That's what my first thought was yep. was Michelob Ultra, and. Um, which is another reason why I would not be great at the CIA. Maybe there was a spinoff. Maybe that's how they came. What if we like, what if we got drunk and stared at the letters of Michelob Ultra long enough to make it make sense as to how it came out of MK Ultra? I feel like that's how this podcast got started. Yep. We just got drunk and stared at a fucking mic until it just made sense. <laughs> Yeah, we stared at it and then figured out how to use it. And then we eventually learned how to speak into it until words from our brains, you know, were Mm -hmm. recorded forever into digital space off somewhere (laughs) where they'll be forever to haunt us. I'm still waiting for something to fucking come back and haunt us. Who knows? (laughs) But anyway, what is MKUltra? Well, essentially, it was a super secret project. And that's an official term for you, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, from the reading room. Oh, yeah. You have uh, secret, really secret, and super secret. <laughs> okay, got it. The levels, the tiers. Yes. Okay. And it was uh, most definitely backed by the CIA. Yes. So um, it was pretty infamous as its intent was to gain knowledge on how to control people through the use of drugs... Yeah. Such as LSD, mind control, and psychological torture. Yeah. So basically like um, MLMs, if you're familiar <laughs> with those, same thing. It's not MK Ultra anymore. It's just like MLMs as mm-hmm. a form of that, mm-hmm. like a subset of yes. that. Yes. That is where they actually invented Beachbody. <laughs> this is an interesting like subsect of our... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There are people who are like, what the fuck? What is that? So the project was in operation uh, for about 20 years, from 1953 until about 1973, and didn't become public until 1975 when a congressional investigation was launched into illegal CIA activities. Some of the test subjects even included 
unwitting American citizens. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. People that did not consent. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, that's just because, to my understanding, the CIA just, like, went out on the street with, like, brown paper bags and shook them at people. And they were like, do you like drugs? <laughs> do you want some acid? Boom, drugs. Yeah. And people were like, fuck, I'm, I'm not doing you know anything what? for In the middle school, 24 I, I, hours. I would have sure. said, no, absolutely not. Dare. Today? Today's kitty? I'd think about it. <laughs> hmm. I'd, I'd contemplate it. I'd, I'd pause. I'd... I'd, I'd do Maybe I want to take mystery drugs from this man with this strange plastic bag and these shoes from men's warehouse and this ill-fitting off-the-rack suit? Do I want that? I don't know. I, I mean, but I probably some, would. Somehow, somehow I don't I trust think about it. it. Looks like the establishment. <laughs> so, well, how did the establishment get started? Oh, all right. Well, as with most truly heinous things of this nature, war. What is it good for? In the 50s. <laughs> oh, sorry. I no. thought you wanted to back up on that one. I mean, you can continue. Uh, Actually, no. don't continue. That's good. So in the 50s and 60s, we were looking at the height of the Cold War. And it's during this time where the director of the CIA, Alan Dulles, hmm. approved Project MKUltra. Now, this was mostly based on the notion that the Soviets, Chinese, and North Korean governments were using mind-controlling weapons against American prisoners of war in Korea. Now, was this true? I can't answer that because I didn't research that far. Probably <laughs> so. But as a true American, Alan said, you know what we need? Our own mind control drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, enterprising <laughs> young fella. Yeah. And thus, in 1953, this covert operation was approved. Now, a little bit of backstory about our dear Alan. Good old Al. He was born on April 7th, 1893, in Watertown, New York. The majority of his family and siblings worked for the government, so it was only natural that Mr. Allen did the same. His brother was Secretary of State under Eisenhower, and his sister was a diplomat. Side note, his sister seemed like she was messy AF, because she let it spill that Allen had about 100 extramarital affairs and that most of them were during his time with the CIA. <laughs> he was fucking aliens. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was fucking aliens. Sorry, I, I was just, I, when I was reading this, I was just there for the family drama. Yeah. Like, I just imagine her sitting in a courtroom just saying all of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, today's episode's on Project MK Ultra, but um, she was trying to tell us about Project Dick Me Down, Daddy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And it sounds Absolutely. like that project was greenlit, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, it was. So anyway, Alan uh, served as the CIA's first citizen director from 1953 to 1961, and to this day remains the longest standing director in the history of the CIA. Well, he loved that CIA. He did. He didn't. He loved that CIA the way he should have loved his wife. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. His sister was a real one, though. She was looking out for the wife. He's like, she was. I appreciate that. You absolutely. Know? She's real. Yeah. So we have Alan, who has approved this project, but um, a CIA chemist by the name of Sidney Gottlieb was actually the brains behind the operation and also the reason why LSD even came to America in the first place. Sidney heard about LSD and was like, you know what? We want that. I bet that would be great for some 
fucking mind control. <laughs> Let's get some of that shit. Mm. So in the early 1950s, he actually offered to buy the entire world's supply of LSD. I love that. That's such an American way <laughs> to go about that. He well, was like, we learned this exists. I want to buy all of it. I want to buy all of it in the world. I want to well, buy do you wanna, the whole Do you want to take a stab at how much uh, the world supply of LSD was in the in the 1950s? 10K. Mm. Try 240,000. Okay. All right. Which to me seems like a deal. It's <laughs> a bargain. <laughs> I mean, I would think like, I mean, I guess with inflation, it would be a lot more today, but 240,000 for the world supply of LSD, like all of it, how, you know, there ain't somebody else making some more, but but my question, yeah. So my question is, who is he offering this to who already owned the world supply of LSD that you could just get it from. Or did he like go out to different vendors? Did he gather them all together and it was like a market type situation? Perhaps. It's very interesting. I think maybe they lied to him though, because they <laughs> still know how to make it. So theoretically. Right. right. Yeah, that that's a that's an interesting note there in the <laughs> plot. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that would hold much water. So well, anyway, so, so all the LSD in the world, yeah, got it. All the LSD, I want it all. Talking about balling. I want it all. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Once he had his hands on it, he began spreading it around via hospitals, prison, and other institutions under the guise of fake research foundations looking to study the effects of the drug. Oh, yeah. Now, several notable people that participated in these studies were... The author of, uh, what's his name? Ken Kesey? Casey? I don't know. Ken Casey. He did uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. Yeah. Uh, and Robert Hunter, the lyricist for The Grace, uh, Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. And poet Allen Ginsberg. Mm-hmm. One of the prisoners, uh, Whitey Bul- Bulger. <laughs> Gotta love that first name. Yeah. Uh, who volunteered. Not, not as popular in 2021. No. Uh, as in years gone by. Not. No, not Whitey. Uh, who who vo- who volunteered for what was told uh, was an experimental uh, was an experiment aimed at finding a cure for schizophrenia. As part of this experiment, he was given LSD every day for more than a year. He later realized that this had nothing to do with schizophrenia. Definitely not. And that he was just a guinea pig in a government experiment aimed at seeing what people's long term reactions to LSD was. And essentially, God, can you just can you just imagine taking LSD every fucking day for a year? Every day, like you are taking a drug that is like once in a while on the weekends, like party drug, like moment. But you taking that shit? Not encouraging you to take it at all. No, 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 no. I mean, (laughs) we. I mean, do I? Well, do what you want. Live your but, life. Be responsible. <laughs> but officially, on record, we cannot condone. Yeah. Um, I I could not we? imagine taking it. I, I could not imagine doing that shit every single fucking no. day. That's crazy. Every day. Every single day. Essentially, uh, they wanted to know, could we make a person lose their mind by, you know, 
feeding them LSD every day over such a long period? I think the answer is, uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's exactly what he wrote in his notes. Um, <laughs> That's going to be yeah. a hell yeah from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bulger wrote afterward about his experiences, which he described as quite horrific. He uh, thought he was going insane. He wrote... I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me. And towards the end of his life, Bulger came to realize the truth of what had happened to him. And he actually told his friends that he was going to find that doctor in Atlanta who was the head of that experiment program in the penitentiary and go kill him. I mean, you know, eh. <laughs> I can't eh. really, I don't know if I can blame him. We can't condone. It's pretty fucked up. I'm not condoning But live your it. life. But I mean... <laughs> So uh, Gottlieb and the CIA established uh, these secret detention centers throughout Europe and East Asia, particularly in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines, which were largely under American control in the period of the early 50s. And therefore, Gottlieb didn't have to worry about any legal entanglements. Mm -hmm. Is that word entanglement? Uh, in these places. CIA officers in Europe and Asia were capturing enemy agents and others who they felt might be suspected persons or were otherwise what they called, uh, quote, expendable. They would grab these people and throw them into cells and then test all kinds of shit on them, like not just drug potions, but like other techniques like electroshock. They would do things like put them in rooms and test um, test extreme uh, forms of temperature on them, um, sens uh, sensory isolation, all the meantime bombarding them with questions, trying to see if they could break down resistance and find a way to destroy the human ego. Mm. So these projects were designed not turns, only to... Turns out all they needed was to meet millennials. For real. <laughs> it's like, been, or Gen Z it's or been pretty well destroyed, babe. So these projects were designed uh, not only to understand the human mind, but to figure out how to destroy it, uh, which probably made Gottlieb the most prolific torturer of his time. A sub-project of MKUltra was called, and I love this, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Operation Midnight Climax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want that to be a candle. I want Midnight Climax to be a candle. Oh, my God. Here it is. Going to Bath and Body Works. We're going to Bath and Body Works. And now? Um, they're going to ask me. No, because they're closed right now. We're going to go to Bath and Body Works. And when they ask me if there's anything they can help me with, I'm going to be like, I'm looking for a candle scent. And they're going to be like, what scent is it? I'm going to be like, I can't quite remember. But I think it was something like Midnight Climax. Yeah. And then we'll watch as mm -hmm. the fucking Bath and Body Works associate like literally melts like the candles that they sell as that we've triggered some kind of like MK Ultra secret agent. Right? Oh no, I would be terrified. And then we just get like straight eviscerated. That might be why I'm like much like that would be why I spend most of my time at the Yankee Candle. Mm -hmm. Bath and Body. It's true. But Bath and um, Body's too um sugary. It just their candles burn weird. Actually, for me, their their candles soot. are lots sooty. Soot. Bath and Body mm -hmm. candles are sooty they AF. Are. They are. Be careful with Bath and Body candles because if you burn them in your house, 
Uh, they gonna make your roof black. They will literally make your roof black. Yep. So be on the watch out for that. Uh, so we have uh, Operation Midnight Climax, <laughs> which, to be honest, MK Ultra and Candle Advice. <laughs> those are the two extremes you get here on this mm-hmm. uh, fucking garbage truck fire dumpster. <laughs> So Midnight Climax, which sounds like a great time, if I'm being okay. quite honest. Yeah. Government-employed prostitutes would be the word or phrase that we're going to introduce here. Yeah. You heard that right. Government-employed prostitutes. Now, I didn't see that job posting when I was on their website. But these women would lure men back to these CIA safe houses and essentially drug them with LSD while the CIA watched from behind two-way mirrors. Super creepy. (laughs) You know, just get consent from everybody and then it can be a good time. Mm -hmm. But unless you do that, then it's creepy. You don't want to be creepy. You don't want to do that. Just ask me. Yeah. Like, listen, do you... Do you mind if I watch? (laughs) Listen, do you want to let this prostitute feed you or sex workers, we should say now, yeah. Uh, do you want the sex worker to like feed you LSD while I watch from I mean, behind this I'm, mirror? I need to know Potentially touching myself at the same time I while smoking a cigarette? I don't know that it's a no from me, but um, <laughs> like just on the face of it, like I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to need to know some things. Like I'm going to need to know everybody's history. Um, I'm going to need to know like what level of protection we're going in with. Uh-huh. I'm going to need to know if these government-employed sex workers have benefits. Um, I'm going to need to know if they're getting health insurance, if they're getting a company match to their 401k. I'm going to need to know all those pieces of information. So all of those are negotiables for me. And then we can kind of talk about Project Midnight Climax. Because <laughs> otherwise it might just be um, Project Midnight Heavy Petting and then we go home separately. Project fucking, we're going to order a pizza Chill out. <laughs> I mean, that was tonight. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Project At, Pizza and Ink Master reruns. Ink Master, absolutely. Except, you know, for them, it was, you know, sex workers. Yeah. I'm like you. What is the benefits package? Look right, like? right. Um, I mean, I'm just looking out for my girls. Just got to make that sure. Would that would be a great job for you, though. Like, oh, like yeah. the madam over the Project <laughs> MK Ultra, like, you know, midnight fucking climax. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, maybe. You'd be like that, what is it, uh, who's the, from James Bond, who's the, the lady? M? M, Is that what yeah. they call her? You'd be M, but for Midnight Climax. Yeah. I mean, I'm into that, but I need but so much more it. consent. You would run it. Yeah. So it would be under your, like, regulation. Love that. Love that. I, I, I just feel like that, that'd be a great job opportunity for you. Well, we'll keep it in mind. <laughs> you know, CIA, look me up. But um, an- another... I'd be a great central intelligent agent. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm the only intelligent agent there <laughs> at the CIA. Uh, I want to... Uh, you know what? I fucking want a mug now that says fucking central intelligent agent. Like the official CIA mugs that say central intelligence mm-hmm, agencies. But I want that out. one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you need. But um, another uh, truly sickening part of this whole project is that it mostly went unmonitored. People just, mm-hmm. and nobody paid no attention to it. There were no checks and balances. They said, we don't need to know what goes on. You just do you. Mm. Uh, there were a few check-ins um, with 
his boss and that of the director, Alan Dulles. But for the most part, they didn't care to know what the fuck he was doing. He pretty much had free range to gather whatever subjects he wanted across the U.S. and essentially the world and do whatever he wanted to with them, uh, even if it was fatal. Uh, the idea to him was that if he could figure out a way to master mind control, then that would be the key to global world domination. Domination, domination. And whatever he had to do to get it is what he had to do. So the end of Bobby's <laughs> career, because <laughs> we took a nosedive. Mm shortly after that interesting how once we get set on that world domination thing it tends to just kind of don't to it take that out. dive no mm. how'd that work see out that's why you? we stay humble over here you Do know we? we we trash we tell you that we trash we ain't really aiming to be much more than trash i mean it's that's it's, true. it's one arc that's absolutely um, true. and the arc is sort of like a straight line yeah the arc is a straight line <laughs> and it's all just all trash but yeah no it's funny how uh that dream of world domination can lead us to fly too close to the sun yeah absolutely so uh how'd it turn out well for old 1973 wasn't a good year oh no that guy <laughs> tell me about it fella i mean <laughs> yeah it wasn't a good year for him when his uh, it's 1973, uh, when his patron Richard Helms, who was then direct, who was then director of the CIA, uh, was removed by uh, President Richard Nixon, and once Helms was gone, it was just a matter of time until Gottlieb would be gone. And most important was that Helms was really the only person at the CIA who had an idea of what Gottlieb had been doing. So as they were. Both on their way out of the CIA. You were like, who signed off on this? What's <laughs> this guy been over here fucking doing? Yeah. That's what what is th- what? It's literally he them going to the world MK supply Earth? of LSD. How did he do that? What was it he- one person or does it was it like a market situation? <laughs> Two hundred forty thousand dollars. That, like, that was what, a deal. What crime is that? Would that? that d- d- how would he launder that? Is that? <laughs> they were over here having the same fucking conversation. <laughs> how did he do that? Uh, how did mm, he launder that? How, mm. Who gave him? Who wrote that check? Mm. You know, there was somebody in in a CIA office somewhere smoking a big fat stogie that was like <laughs> fucking hell. Like that guy had a terrible day. Absolutely. Oh, uh, when he found out about Project MK Ultra, I just Project Michelob Light. <laughs> I, I just don't know that I would have the energy, which would also make me not a great CIA person. I'd find out some shit, and I just it would just be like this crazy, you know, whole scheme, and I would just be like, you know what? Just close that folder. Mm, I'm, I'm gonna just maybe we lose this. I one. just don't have the time mm. to deal with that, but. Yeah, so they were they were both uh, on their way out of that CIA, and so they agreed that they should destroy all of the records of MK Ultra. Gottlieb actually drove out to the CIA Records Center and ordered the archives to destroy boxes full of MK Ultra records. 
And those guys were like, there's nothing suspicious about this. Sure, I'll <laughs> burn this imagine? big fucking eight boxes full of materials. The, the poor archives mm. secretary, <laughs> he comes busting in and he's like, I need you to destroy all of these. Mm. My messy ass would be like, absolutely, right away. And then just like, I, I kind of, and I kind of want the archives person to just be so offended at the thought that he would ever intentionally damage archives, uh, archive, like yeah. the records. Like it is this person's life mission to protect these fucking archives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking not. And I, then there's like a crazy fist fight of like ninjas because they're CIA people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, except for neither one of them were in the field. I would imagine that how I would paint it, if this were my fantasy, Mm. the archive person would be the one actually in charge of the CIA. You know what I mean? Undercover. Like undercover. Nobody knows, Mm -hmm. right? And you think you have. That's the fucking director of the CIA. That's the director of the um, fucking director of the Mm -hmm. CIA. That the director of the CIA doesn't even know exists, right? right? And he's the one or she's the one Looking after the fucking records. It's like, you done fucked up. <laughs> I want him to say that, too. I want and him then to he come just up. sucks the guy's soul out Absolutely. of his fucking body and consumes it. I want him to say it he is just like turn. that. Absolutely. I want him to say just like that. When he asks to destroy the records, you done fucked up. Amazing. Um. <laughs> Well, he, so they, he ordered all these records to be destroyed. However, it turns out that there were some records found in other places. Shock awe. Uh, there was a depot for expense account reports that had not been destroyed. Uh-huh. And various other pieces, quote, pieces of paper. Okay. Yep. Condom <laughs> wrappers from the uh, Project Midnight Climax. <laughs> So there was enough information out there to reconstruct some of what he did, but his effort to wipe away his traces by destroying all those documents in the early 70s was actually quite successful. Mm. They were able to piece together some information, but not all of it. Here's a question. Were we really effective at destroying these documents? was everybody just so high on fucking LSD that we didn't keep good records? Like, what is the what is the answer there? Were we really effective at destroying them or were we just not effective at creating them in the first place? Because you know Because everybody was high as balls. Because you know they weren't just giving that shit to people. Right. You know they were taking that shit no, themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You look at those fucking top secret fucking MK Ultra files and it's just fucking doodles. Right, right. <laughs> just fucking people... Break me off a piece of that fucking LSD bar over there, right. fella. Um, yeah, so I would, I would, you know, just, just, just wondering. <laughs> He's like flipping through the pages, and it's like looking through like a kindergartner's art project. It's like it's just scribbles. stick man. Yeah, <laughs> picture of a penis on one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, in 1974, a journalist for the New York Times, Seymour uh, Hirsch, published a story about non-consensual CIA drug experiments, which eventually snowballed and brought into light the actions of the CIA and Project MKUltra. And as a result, investigative committees were started by President Ford and the Democratic Senator from Idaho, Frank Church, 
that actually uncovered a lot of other shady shit that was going on, which led to Ford's 1976 executive order on intelligence activities that prohibited, quote, experimentation with drugs on human subjects, except with the informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each such human subject. Mm. Disinterested party. I've never related to that (laughs) phrase more than anything in my life. I would, yes, I am forever known as the disinterested party. We'll have to change your nickname for the show. Disinterested. Disinterested party. (laughs) Now, I can say that this started with one man or one director's approval, but honestly, it started before all of that. This was essentially... Um, a continuation of some of the horrific experiments that began in Nazi concentration camps. Uh, and in fact, the CIA actually hired some of those torturers to come in right, were involved in and, and explain to them their findings yeah. so that they could build on them yeah. like a fucking, like a team building exercise. Like the worst version of the human centipede as a metaphor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Build on it. They hired some of the Nazi doctors who had worked with poisonous gases to come in and, and I mean come in not too far away, actually, uh, from us, uh, Fort Detrick in Maryland, uh, to give lectures on how long it took for people to die after uh, exposure to certain gases. Mm-hmm. But as we wrap up, as we surmise... The irony in all of this is that the CIA, in an effort to attempt to create a mind-controlling weapon, in return actually fueled a whole generational rebellion afterwards that was intent on undermining literally everything that they were about. Mm. Unfortunately, they only undermined their income taxes as the hippie generation <laughs> refused <laughs> to pay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Very cool. Um, actually, very not cool. Uh, very the opposite <laughs> of say. cool. Cool. No. Um, very not. No. Cool. Uh, yeah, the CIA has a really nasty history of illicit drugs and just kind of giving those to the population. Unfortunately, did not stop with MK Ultra. The crack epidemic of the 80s and 90s. Also, the CIA uh, <laughs> infiltrated black neighborhood, black urban neighborhoods, and specifically just passed out crack. Yep, absolutely. Just to see what would happen. Somewhere there's the CIA agent listening, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, we did that." Turns out, not good things. No. Nope. Um, so yeah, so. It's it's very interesting. It's kind of like how when you're little and there's like one set, like when you're a kid and there's one set of rule with your par- rules with your parents and like all of this shit is off limits. And then you grow up and you realize that your parents did all that shit mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. It's kind of like that, but like worse because it's on a um, societal level. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just the, complete disregard for any human, kind of body autonomy yeah, like yeah. for any type <laughs> of mind autonomy yeah. or or anything i mean you were going into these institutions like prisons where these people are you know probably already not the best in the best state of mind mm-hmm. and sort of like a like a parasite 
feeding on that. Yeah, I can't think of any place that I would rather uh, not do LSD than a prison yeah. cell. Yeah, not Probably not, not the best frame of mind. Not not good. But it, yeah, it's it's that complete disregard of autonomy for me, and the just the violation. Yeah, we should save that. this one for Independence Day. That would have been a good episode. <laughs> Yay. Yay. We've done a lot of bad things. Um, Very cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I'm sure the white van will be picking you up uh, here shortly outside. Uh, Don't worry. Be sure to eat the candy. Um, And no, it's just he's got the brown paper bag full of Mm -hmm. drugs and he's shaking it like this is for you now. And I just quietly accept my fate. Drift into I the just look down and I'm just like, yeah. well, I mean, hey, you know what? You never know. <laughs> what do you never know? Mm. I mean, you never know. That could happen. I could go out and it could happen. Yeah. You're not going to get in the van, though, because you got to be here with me next week. <laughs> That's true. To, I do. to bring another exciting installment of Hot Trash Summer. But what if I came back next week and I was on LSD? What if we did next week's episode <laughs> on LSD? <laughs> What if I got a sum and that became like a Patreon exclusive where we just did LSD once a month I feel and like recorded while we were just, on LSD? I feel like it would be so bad. It would be like the episodes where people reach out to us and ask us if we're okay. Like, I'm not going to pay like, for it, though. So if someone from the Patreon wanted to like... <laughs> I'm not going to take mystery LSD. Yeah, if you'd like to buy us all of the LSD in the world, (laughs) right? Like The $240,000 Patreon tier will be up. (laughs) We'll call it the Samuel Golly tier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, The MK Ultra tier. Ah, we can't do that, though. See, that's copyrighted. Last podcast, I think, has an MK Ultra tier. Oh, do they? Michelob Ultra tier. The Michelob Ultra tier. Also probably copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, though. I love that. I'll I'll do the Michelob Ultra tier. (laughs) Love that. Next week, we got to come back with some Michelob Ultras. I don't do beer, though. (laughs) I'm talking about doing LSD, but I'm like, I don't do beer. We could do a beer mosa. I feel like with some orange juice, it's going to be fine. Maybe. Um, Potentially. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all. That is it for this week's episode. I think it's housekeeping time. Get out your brooms and dustpans. Do you remember? I remember. The words? I remember. It's like riding a bike. So we have this uh, thing called Patreon. You heard us talk about it Uh at the beginning of the show. When we got out the dress candles that were dressed with health, wealth, uh, good intentions for happiness in our patrons' lives. And and we said their names aloud on the show, and we lit the candles as a symbolic gesture, welcoming, welcoming them into our family, and, uh, and also to guide their way in the pursuit of all those wonderful, lovely things. If you would like to get your own shout-out, mm-hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, and you will find us there. We have lots of different tiers. As Kenny mentioned, you will get access to our Patreon-only Discord server. It is very cool. There are lots of fun things there. There's lots of cool people in the chat. And you also get, like, merch merch uh, benefits and all sorts of different things. There's different tiers for everybody, room for everyone. Um, so do check that out. 
there is exclusive content on there. There's a backlog of content and there will be new content coming soon. We're also on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. We're on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. And we are on Facebook, folks. If you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you will find a Facebook page where we would love to have a like and a five-star recommendation. Absolutely. And you will also find our Facebook group, which is infinitely more important because it's got people who are way cooler than us in it, um, who keep the conversation going when it comes to all things spooky, all things witchcraft, all things true crime, all kinds of good stuff there for you. Lots of horror aficionados. So if you are into that, please do join. It is a private group for your safety and security. So uh, nobody can see what you post unless they have already paid the blood offering to enter the group. So it's all good. Um, we've all got skin in the game in that group, folks. Mm-hmm. And as always, we do appreciate your reviews on whatever podcast platform app that you're listening to we this do. on. I, I enjoy those. Uh, we love reviews. Uh, five stars, please. And if you write us a little message, we might even read it on the air. We will certainly read it with our eyeballs in real life because we love when reviews come through. We do. I haven't looked at them in forever because I've been too afraid that there would be people there that are just like yelling at me, yelling at us. <laughs> Maybe. If you, if, you set, if you set it up right, I like it. I like being yelled at sometimes. Um, <laughs> keeps me humble. Anyway, I think that's about it. So there's only one thing that we need to tell you to do. Do you remember what that is, Kenny? Well, I don't know. I know that we're on all those social media platforms. One thing we're not on is LSD, which is great. So that means that we are in the mindset to retreat further into the darkness just for the night. We'll be back. We will be back. You poor, poor shell-shocked people. But when we come back from the darkness... We'll be fresh with a new episode for you. But until that time, you know what you've got to do. I know what you got to do. Katie knows what you got to do. Do I know? You do know. Refresh my memory. You've got to stay. stay.